Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 8-10 and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm some guy who just arrived in a car and doesn't know who brought him here. Oh, I just let you in the house. What does that say about me? I don't know. You were looking for a co-host and I happened to show up. That's good. I'm glad you're here to co-host random guy in the car. That's what I do. You came in. I took the handcuffs off. I got you a drink, and you're ready to roll. That's the fee. Good beer. <laughs> I'm ready to roll. Oh, man. I wanted to say, um, before we start, that um, this coming Sunday, which is June 25th, at 10.30 in the morning, you can see me and this man over here, who some random guy just sitting over there. No, that's Purnell. It is Purnell. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> Rob and Purnell live, Rhythm and Pixels live, at Too Many Games at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, June 25th, which is in Oaks, Pennsylvania. And we're going to have a good old time just recording this show live in front of you. And we promise that if you wake up to show up and have a good time with us, we will in turn get actual sleep and not be lazy you know, and be just as lively for you. <laughs> this this time is the ideal time for me. Oh, oh crap. Seri- oh, I forgot you yeah. are a morning person. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, the one suffering then. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Rob's time to shine. Finally, I get to record early. <laughs> oh, I picked a bad time to give up Red Bull. <laughs> oh, man. Did you give up Red Bull? Yeah, um... Funny thing, last weekend I went to go donate blood. I haven't done it in a while, and they apparently the need was so great that even even apathy says get your butt up and take care of business. So I show up there, and after seriously, I, had, I kid you not, I made the clerk laugh nonstop for like five minutes. It was hysterical. And then afterwards, um, they took me back to do all my pregame checks, and apparently my pulse was too high, mm. and I couldn't bring it down. And then it hit me. I did drink a Rockstar two hours before showing up. Oh, yeah. You know, so, ca- caffeine will elevate your blood pressure. No joke. It will, but it's one of those where like, you don't really think about when you're just drinking the stuff. And furthermore, they give you this series of warnings before coming in for your test to make sure you can donate. Nowhere they say do not consume caffeine. Nowhere. Yeah, they should They should, They should. should do that. They really should have te- my, got my behind turned away, but... That was me already saying, you know, maybe I shouldn't be drinking this stuff so much if I can't even give yeah, blood on it. Totally. So. Oh, I was going to say, so um, this is the show's coming out a little late for this, but E3 just happened, and there's a bunch of cool announcements. Off the top of your head, what are what are a couple couple of things that you're excited about? I, oddly enough, I don't get all that excited like I used to anymore, but I did dissect partly why that is. Okay, there's got to be some, like, Nintendo stuff, some Sony. Oh, there's some fun stuff. Yeah, for so sure. What like, are some Mario fun Odyssey things? looks fun. Okay, Mario Odyssey. I like the idea of dropping my hat on people's heads and then mind controlling them. The That's frog cool. suit is kind of back in style and in the form of actually possessing an actual frog, but cool. I'll take it. Um, what else was there? Blade Strangers I heard about, which sounds really cool, though I'm going to be terrible at it as I am with all fighting games. It's a fighter that it's one of those, you know, cross-platform Cross series fighters. It has like characters from Crate Cave Story and Code of Princess. Oh, cool! That's crazy. And what was that? The, the fishing game, Uase Karasu, or something <laughs> like that. Basically, it came out in the states as like Yumi's Odd Odyssey, um, but basically the, the fishing platformer game. 
But there's a number of different odd characters in that game. I was like, I like the idea that he's the girl from Code of Princess against the character from Cave Story. That's awesome. And then there was a... Ah, damn it. I can't remember. It's killing me. I had a whole list. Oh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 got announced, finally. I was going to say, like, you're probably real excited about that, yeah? Yeah, except it, does, it mentioned nothing about the cliffhanger. <laughs> like, there's no signs of the cliffhanger from the first game being resolved in this thing. Mm. And they only showed a video, so it could be taken, who knows how long, for the actual game to show up. Evil Within 2 got announced, which I'm like probably the one person on the planet who's happy to get it, because I like the first game. All right, what do you think I'm excited about? <laughs> Not much. Uh, All right, so I'm excited for um, Undertale on PS4. I thought you played it on Steam already. I have never played it. Oh, in that case, yeah, you'd definitely be down yeah. for that. I'm, I could get it on Steam, but I'm just kind of lazy and would like it on the system that's currently easy to access. That is true. So I'm excited that's coming out on, on uh, PS4. And I am excited for Shadow of the Colossus uh, remake. Now that I don't understand. All right. Why? <laughs> like, I'm not knocking the I game. Feel, the I game feel, is spectacular. I haven't played it since it first came out on the PS2. And oh, I, never mind. And I feel like it'd be a really good time to get into no, it. Never mind. I get it now. I, I know it was re-released on the PS3. And that's why I was like, like I skipped the generation skipped it. because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not so confused because... I, they, they announced that, and I know I knew a number of people like losing their crap over. I'm like, why? You just bought the game three years ago. Well, it looks beautiful. You know what? The, actually, before I even play that, I'll probably play The Last Guardian. Yeah, I heard mixed things about it, but I feel like if you're a fan of Team Ico stuff, you, yeah, you it, owe it to them and yourself it, for that matter. I understand it. it's probably going to be frustrating, but it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to be heartwarming and heartbreaking, and I understand that. That's what I want to play. <laughs> What other there was there were definitely games I was eyeballing. This is why this is driving me cuckoo nutty. <laughs> well, let, oh let, Kirby, they're bringing back mixed powers. Uh, it's sad that I feel like Kirby platforms have gotten milk to no end by Nintendo. Yeah, and yet for some reason, because they brought back mixed powers, I'm happy about this one. So he mixes like, like orange juice and vodka. Yes, he becomes like a, a screwdriver. Or <laughs> he mixes uh, tomatoes. Juice and vodka, and, and he becomes a, a tomato shooter. Comes a Bloody Mary. <laughs> he does. That would be kind of creepy, actually. The entire world just kind of. Melts. I'd, Im I'd imagine like bars, like around these game conventions, are like, "Oh yeah, it's a Kirby drink. I just combine these two powers, and there you go." I'm not gonna lie, by the way, they did. Nintendo did have a party at E3, and yeah. now I want to put the feelers out because if they didn't have mixer Kirby mixers, <laughs> they dropped the ball hard on that party. A few years ago, we were in Seattle visiting my brother-in-law, and but it was during the weekend of PAX. And so we were just wandering around uh, town one night. I totally forget. And there's just people and costumes and stuff everywhere. And like all of like the restaurants and cafes that were open at night were all having like, you know, video game related specials and stuff. Oh, smart money. Right yeah, there. yeah, totally. Like, actually, it was like a um, Oticon in Baltimore. Like all the restaurants started doing like anime themed like parties and stuff. I'm sure it was the one old person bar was like, hey, we can play this too. How about the Pong Shake? We have this. We have <laughs> Pac-Man pie. You guys like the Pac-Man, don't you? Yeah. Like, what does this pie have to do with Pac-Man? Let me take a slice out and voila! Ah, holy cow, it's Pac-Man! <laughs> don't you love it? That's what I would do. Like, well, what are the pellets? It's a tennis ball. <laughs> Eat your tennis ball. I don't. That doesn't do sound it. very edible, actually. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, eat the orange. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Grandpa says, 
Seventy damn oranges. All right. How about how about we talk about the uh, today's topic and then we start talking about everything else random. I'm fine with that. So this week we decided um, Neo Geo. Just overall, like no specific game types or developers or composers. Just why not just Neo Geo? And that was challenging in and of itself for some bizarre reason. There, I could see myself coming back to this because I have so little memory of what Neo Geo games I have played. And yet, when I go down the line of like looking up list of Neo Geo games, like, oh crap, that was on Neo yeah, Geo. Yeah, yeah. That was on Neo Geo. That giant cart I put in that RAM setup <laughs> on the arcade machine was a Neo Geo game. But I came across a lot of them. So I feel like if I gave myself more time to research and stuff, I kind of could come up with a large roster of titles. But even with what I did have time for, I still came up with some delicious gems. Yeah, I found some really good stuff. I stuck with the classic hardware. This is, um, I think, all my tracks are on the uh, YM2610 chip, so it's some FM and some sampled goodness. So I'm starting with a game that I loosely remembered from when I was a young, young Rob Nichols. Um, it is called the Super, the Super Spy, like The Super Spy, for the Neo Geo, composed by Masahiko Hataya, and this is called A New World, which is the ending music. Super Spy for the Neo Geo, composed by Masahiko Hataya. And yeah, I would have never heard this music, but there's something about this track. It's like, it feels like 1980s, like Miami Beach, like sunset. 
and that oh, that bass. But then there's the guitar, which I can tell what they're going for, but it's so off key. It's so off key that I like. It could just be off key, but it's so off key that I love it. I'm just kind of interested in the fact that it's based on the game is called the Super Spy, and this music does sound like music for a spy. But once you factor in the super part, I'm not sure if it should be more action based because he's a super spy, like the best of spies, or if it should be more spy sounding because he's just that good at what he actually is. It's an interesting game. Like, I guess like you are a spy, but it's more of like a beat 'em up. It's it's really unique. I re- you play from the the first person perspective, and all you see is a pair of fists, and you press the buttons to either punch or to like knife people or to shoot, and everyone, all the enemies come at you like they come. It's almost like a, like a like a light gun game. They come at you, and as they get closer, you gotta punch them. So basically, zero qualifications related to being a spy. There's like nothing spy related except that like they're loosely like maybe terrorists i have no idea but like the enemies are like they're like bad guys and fighting like in uh beat-em-ups right it's like you have to fight like the guys in ski mask then you have to fight the weird sexy girl and then there's like the boss at the end who's like a businessman for no reason and then you fight the super secret boss who's a fusion of all of them i.e a chimera (laughs) it's just like all three heads he has the head of a guy in a balaclava Mm. and the head of an old japanese man and the head of a sexy 80s japanese chick there you go and all the want to kick your butt Man, that's amazing. So, I'm, how does no one have no one done that? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Giving developers ideas on this show, make it happen. Man, you make fan fiction. Start get to work. Pen out, pen out, notepad in hand. <laughs> um, so I remember um, the Neo Geo really specifically when I was younger because in the mid to late nineties, uh, games on average cost fifty cents. They, like there were everything was like fifty cents, but the Neo Geo cabinet was always, no matter where you went in this area, was always twenty five cents. I was gonna say it was a buck, but clearly my memory on the topic is terrible. But I also was really bad at playing Neo Geo games because the majority of the time they were always hooked on fighters. Yes, yes. So that was another thing. So like, like for me, the Neo Geo cabinet is this giant red thing, has like four or five games, like in it, and. Um, it's where I would go to play World Heroes when I couldn't play Street Fighter. It's like where I would play uh, Sengoku. Oh, uh, Sengoku. Or um, uh, was it Ninja Spirit or Ninja Ninja Warriors? Probably wasn't Ninja Spirit unless that was on both systems. That was on TurboGrafx. Yeah, that might have been the same one. And, and this game. And this game was cool. But like, yeah, it was always 25 cents. The cabinets were, again, really, really, really brightly red. And um, there's four buttons, A, B, C, D. That was another unique thing. It was always four buttons laid out. But not every game used all of them, right? Not every game used all of them. Um, but, yeah. Most, yeah. most of the games only use like, one or two. It's like only later that I learned about the system having games on it that I really wanted to play. But otherwise, I just watched everyone else beat each other up. <laughs> Strangely, it wasn't until much, much later that I realized that they released a home console of the Neo Geo, which was just played these enormous carts which were just the same exact same things that were in the arcade. And only rich kids could have it. Yeah, super expensive. We know, we both think we both know the same guy who collects them, right? John? Yeah, he, yeah. Col- he collects them for a while, and I know a guy that makes him look like a nobody, <laughs> which is funny because he introduced me to that guy. Or no, he didn't introduce, he didn't introduce me to him, but they roll in the same circle. But uh, yeah, and that's how I get a lot of my Neo Geo fixes nowadays, because once a year the guy would throw like a Neo Geo party. Yes. And I would yes. pop in there, and he would be like, oh, Purnell's here. Time to break up the 
puzzle games. And then next thing you know, I'm cracking knuckles and taking names. Yeah, there's so many titles for the system that I never even heard of, which is Matro Melee. Matro Melee. Oh, that's right. That's the one where you it's a fighting game, but like you're fighting to like to, to, to find your husband. You're fighting the it's like you're all fighting and the winner can like marry this woman. <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> oh, fighting that's to right, be that's the what groom it is. Yeah, they're, they're all fighting to be the groom. That's hilarious. It's a great game, honestly. Alright, so um, let's let's move on to your first track. Alright. Well, I'm gonna just jump right into the track and we can talk later if it comes down to it, but I'm going with a gym. I hope I hope we can talk later. No we can't. Music and nothing else. Is this just what our friendships turned into? That's right. Music and beer. Music and beer. Oh, that's alright. <laughs> that's not a bad setup to have. Right. Neo Turf Masters is the name of the game. Ooh, nice call. And the track is the USA Stage, i.e. the Grand King. Listening to Neo Turf Masters Grand Canyon USA Course, composed by Takushi Hiyamuda, Jin Jin, so Steve, and Yoshimi. Though I have an odd feeling that either those last three don't actually exist, and they're just <laughs> surnames for the Sega guy, or they're just—I don't even know. But those are the names I got. Anyway, this is amazing. This is this is so good. Like, how did I miss out on this this soundtrack? This is. Oh, I love this. When the horn section kicked in, I just, I, I was just smiling like ear to ear. Maybe because it was a golf game. I mean, well, it just, it's so good. It's just so good. It's got so many different parts to it. There's the horn again. Like I kid you I not. I love it. I mean, back in my day of playing these games, I ignored this game. I didn't oh, yeah? know. I only came across it because a couple months ago, I was given a review copy of this to review for a recent port that it got to Xbox One, and honestly. 
I became so addicted to this specific track that I just kept doing this course. <laughs> Though, one of the things that I remember mentioning in my review that I want to bring up now was just how ridiculous the character names are in this oh, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got some? Yeah, they, they have, apparently they have names, and I didn't realize it on the game cab, on the game itself, but they go by things like Technician, and Veteran, <laughs> and Shotmaker. Now, Shotmaker oh. and Technician make sense. It's based around what their stats are built like and Power Golfer, what their stats are like. But then there's one character that's called Young Hero. Okay. Because apparently a <laughs> yep. golf game has a young hero in it, and the guy's still like he's like 40 years old. Well, I guess there's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but he's young hero. Uh, I was like, I guess there's like a veteran who's like the older guy. Then there's the young hero. Who's like five years younger. Who's still like a 40-year-old lawyer, like <laughs> golfing. Pretty much is like, I gotta get out, I gotta get out of the office. So this, this is, I love this. So, so this is just straight up golf, but... But this music is like a racing game. Well, like you mentioned earlier, you didn't like you said you weren't. You were, we were talking offline, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said that you weren't big on golf games, but you liked their OSTs. Yeah, like I used to play a lot of like um, just like golf for the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I was really into that, and I was really into like PGA Tour, and even like um, yeah, the PGA games for the computer. Okay. I used to play a lot of those, and then. Um, to a lesser degree, golden tea, like at, at like bars and stuff. Okay. Because like that's just like we used to have one of those at um, the arcade I used to work at, like like in the early two thousands. For me, before Mario Golf became a thing, in which case Motoi Sakuraba lent his talents to the golf oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, golf yeah, yeah. scene. The only golf game I ever played, and it was due to the music in it, was Power Golf for the Turbo Graphics sixteen. Oh okay. It was I was addicted to it, we and should... I didn't understand why because this was also yeah. back during my period in life where surprise surprise listeners i was dropped into the racial segregation of sports and tv shows bucket mm. and i was not supposed to like golf screw that golf is fun um you love golf and you love heavy metal i love heavy metal but at the time i wasn't really supposed to like golf and i didn't like golf but then power golf showed up and changed everything I wonder if there's a way to combine the two <laughs> power golf and heavy metal yeah golf metal I'm sure some game developer has already done that, where you probably like have to k- kill the other golfer before they tee off or something. This, this ride a dragon to the green. Oh, have you ever played um, or heard of uh, Ninja Golf? No, but I should have because so, it sounds very familiar. This was, I think, originally for the Atari Seventy Eight Hundred. Did you actually have like ninja tactics that you could use on the golf course? <laughs> so it's golf, right? You, you have like a, a, a power meter and a direction, and you aim for a tee, and so you hit the you hit the ball. Okay. And you have to, f- and then it turns into a platform, and you have to fight your way to the ball. This is on Atari? Yeah, this is old school. I'm going to have to look this So This sounds way too elaborate for the Atari. It's so weird. Yeah, Ninja Golf. Um, then there's um, also, there's some other games. Uh, Battle Golf, Battle Golfer Yui. I think that's for the Super Family. I do remember that. That was like a, like a sort of RPG story-based yeah. golf game. Yeah, but Ninja Golf is the only one where you actually fight that I can, I can think of. And that would be metal. That would be super metal. Like, like maybe not metal, but like hair metal. <laughs> yeah, maybe not so much metal, but plastic. This song is so good. I think our next episode should be golf games. We could do that. You want to do that? Done. All right, it's done. Write it down. <laughs> get the other. Get your other pad of paper out. <laughs> Write this down. Golf games. <laughs> it's being locked into place now. We can't change it. All right. So I'm going to move into another track. This is called Overtop. Wait, is it a circus theme? 
Um, well, I'll get into that. It's called Overtop for the Neo Geo, and this is BGM 6, Operation Desert Sandstorm. This is composed by Hideko Yamamoto, Keiichiro Sagawa, and Takao Oshima. is Background Music 6, Operation Desert Sandstorm for the game Overtop for the Neo Geo, composed by Hideko Yamamoto, Keiichiro Sagawa, and Takao Oshima. So I did figure it out. This is basically a reenactment of the Operation Desert Storm, but you use actual Desert Storm trading cards <laughs> to determine what characters you use in the game. It's it's history, for now. What? It's Norman Schwarzkopf went into the desert with a pack of cards. I figured as much. He spent six mana for tanks. That's pretty cheap, actually. Yeah, I know, right? I've got no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so Overtop is a racing game. It's, it's, like, a, it's like an isometric style uh, racing game for the Neo Geo system in the arcade. And I, I've never seen, I never, I never played this game. It looks really cool, but there's something about there's something about all the music today, which is just so like late '80s to me, and I am in love with it. Well, I mean, this is the era it came from. Thankfully, late '80s, early '90s, most of these games, anyway. So it is kind of nice that we could get to get that, get that dive in experience. Because thinking back to previous episodes, at least one of us, usually me, tends to end up veering beyond the 16-bit veil towards 32-bit and beyond. Yes. Yeah. So to have an episode where we're almost limited. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like, there's no choice. You're going to get that feel. We're going to get overwhelmed with nostalgic tracks or oh, nostalgic man. sounding tracks. I, yeah, it's like I don't have any nostalgia for this game, but this this music is just hitting me really like in the right spots. Makes me want to try it out though. Like, I got to see it if looks that friend of mine has the car. Super cart. hard. Oh my god, it looks like uh, gameplay of this thing is like it's I mean, imagine RC Pro Am so twice like, as fast. So it's like Penny Racers. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, Penny Racers was like a top-down racing game, too. 
but it was modeled after like pity racing cars. So it was like speedy cars that went around tracks like Micro Machines. Oh, the Micro Machines game. I love that game. Yeah, so it's the same idea, like that same top-down style. Yeah, but it's, it's really close in on your car. Oh, yeah. Maybe not so much there. This yeah. looks like Motor Motor Rotor. Motor Ro- yeah, I, I don't know that one either, but I know we play music from that game. Oh, yeah, and I'll do it again, too. <laughs> oh, this section right here with the guitar and the drums, I just do the air drums. <laughs> like when the um, when the drummer hits the toms, it's like boom, boom, boom. Love that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so good. Now I got to play this. So that's the thing we'll have to do later. Try to find this game and give it a shot. You know what's See awesome? See if it stands up to tone. You know what's awesome? I know your next track is going to even top this one. Most likely. So what's your next track? All right. It's from it's from a little unknown game called Operation Desert Storm. <laughs> and I titled it Not That Game. Not That Game. It's actually from a game that everybody and their grandma who plays the Turbo, uh, who plays Neo Geo would know about. What's that? It's called Windjammers. Yes, Windjammers is very popular. I've, I've never actually played this one. I have not played it as much as most have, I'm sure, but I have played it. And I want to play more of it, but this is one of those games where, to me, I think you need a second player to really it's, get the feel for it's it. It's about Frisbee, right? Pretty much. It's like Frisbee frisbee soccer or something. That's cool. But, like, the track, I was having difficulty choosing which of the two I wanted, but I'm going to go with Breakpoint Champs. So let's have a jam session to that bad boy. I am feeling the living daylights out of this track right the heck, man. But, oh, this section. Oh, I love that synth. That synth kills me every time. I am a huge fan of this track. The only downside is like, yeah, here we go. I'm just half zoned out. Anyway, the beautiful thing you are listening to right now is from the game Windjammers. The track is called Breakpoint Champs, and it is composed by Seichi Hamada and Tomoyoshi Sato for the Neo Geo developed by Dea East. I miss that company so fierce and tolerant. So this game, again, I didn't play as much of it as I would have liked, mainly because this is a versus game primarily, and I am more of a kick-butt solo, so I don't have to (laughs) yell at my opponent for tearing me down. You like... I'm kidding. You like to keep your friends. You you like to to reduce 
conflict. This is true. The magical drop wars are still fresh in my mind these days. <laughs> the, uh, the the Bomberman arguments of 2002. Oh, yeah. But that, technically, those are still happening. Yeah, 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 Nintendo yeah, Switch. Yeah, yeah. I still, I, still hate, <laughs> I still hate you. Yeah, go on. Windjammers <laughs> is, is a one-on-one game where two characters are throwing a frisbee that apparently sounds like it's built with cement <laughs> across the field and attempting to get it into goals while not being blocked by the opponent. So, of course, this is trick shots, straight shots. Like bouncing them off the wall and stuff? Push your opponent off the stool and then throw the disc at them when they're not able to block intentionally. But it's from like a top-down perspective, right? Yeah, like you're looking at the player's heads. So it's so it's essentially like um, shuffle, no, like uh, air hockey. It kind of is because once you throw it, it's like you have any control over it. So once you catch it, it's going off and it's doing what it's doing based on trajectory and ricochet. Huh. But, uh... It's a cool game, honestly. I like the fact that you get like you get like pretty decent dive power, so you can like dive pretty far between you can, like dive and stop like it. dive for the for the for the frisbee. Yeah, like you basically it's probably going to be doing it a ton of the time actually because the fr- the power disc is going so fast half the friggin' time oh, that cool. you're only going to get to it through dashing. Hmm. So it's a pretty solid game with a solid OST. Though I still wonder if I should have picked the other track I had in mind, but eh, another episode can bring that up if I'm like you know beach sports episode or something else. Yes. Yeah, beach sports. We can do a lot of volleyball. There's a lot of volleyball games, too. There are. Yeah, there's a ton of them. But all the no. tracks will be from Beach Spikers. No, actually, no. There's some... Uh, um, uh, what's that one for the Nintendo? It's like... Super Spike V-Ball? Super Spike V-Ball's got some insanely good music. And they had the the four... What is it called? The four score? Oh, the, uh, the, the four-player game thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I remember playing that one in the arcade. You ever play that one? Um, I didn't know they had an arcade release. They had a cabinet for that. At Showbiz Pizza. Now it was an exclusive cabinet, not related to the Pick Choice 10. No, no, no. It was a Super Spike V-Ball cabinet at the Showbiz Pizza with the weird, terrifying dancing robots. Yeah, I thought they were pretty awesome. Oh, I did too. Until you got close. Are you trash talking? And they start talking to you. Are you trash talking, (laughs) Belly Bob Bear? He and I go back. (laughs) He's my boy. <laughs> Those things are creepy, man. Well, I mean, hell, I can't really contest. They made Five Nights at Freddy's, which means that yeah. a lot of the world agreed with you. So. Oh, my God. I was at Target. I was at Target getting, like, I don't know. I was, like, in, like, shampoo or something. And they had, there's, like, a section for, like, you know, like, bedding and, like, sheets and stuff. And there's a whole section for kids. They had a showbiz piece of bedding no, section? They had a f- they had Five Nights at Freddy's pillows for kids. Well, if you that game is so much. popular with children. They're supposed to be afraid of the characters, not wanting to sleep with them. I, I guess I guess they want to sleep with the weird duck Freddy thing. Foz, I think it's like, okay, it's like something Fozbear or Fuzzbear. I, I don't know. know. All I, I know is the game drives me nuts. I fell down like the wiki hole of reading about like the story and what, what it's all related to. And I think I think that's more fascinating than the actual game. Yeah, the game doesn't really the intrigue game is, me. I don't, I don't like jump scares. I had a 10-year-old try to convince me it's the scariest game ever by handing me his iPad with the game being played in a fully lit room. And I was like, when you're old enough, let me get uh, your mom out to give you him Silent Hill 2 or something, and then we can talk about what scary games are. Yeah, things change. Like, when I was younger, jump scares, used, I thought about this a lot earlier today. I don't know why. I was at work, and I was thinking about how jump scares, when I was a kid, used to, like, freak me out. They still can yeah. in the right game. But, like, now as I'm older, like, jump scares don't actually scare me like i want to like if i go to see a scary movie like actually i enjoy like scary movies but like a jump scare is like being tickled like i'm gonna jump like my body's like whoa i 
and, and it's not and, and I'm not like scared I'm just like startled like well that's the idea behind a jump scare is meant to startle you but, but that's the efficiency of a jump scare comes from how unsettling the atmosphere made you before the jump scare exactly. occurred there's gotta be something else involved with it and then that can be like a catalyst for something else but if it's just like oh here's a jump scare I'm like I hate that stuff man it's like they're well, just it's th- lazy horror it's lazy it's laziness but that's why games like Silent Hill get it right because everything makes you jump because you're always on edge that's the idea so what would you say is your next jizzing my next jam I thought it was your turn (laughs) no (laughs) I am going to go with some SNK versus Capcom how about that Still surprised to realize that was on Neo Geo. Well, yes. missed it. This is another one I didn't get a chance to play. Um, I think it was a little bit later in its lifespan. This is SNK versus Capcom SVC Chaos for the Neo Geo. And this track is called It's So Cool! Man, this um, track I think is a character theme. Um, it's by uh, Masahiko Hataya, Yasumasa Yamada, and Yasuo Yamate. So, hey, it's, it's cool. Check it out. the track it's so cool from the game snk versus capcom svc chaos for the neo geo composed by masahiko hataya yasumasa yamada that's that's actually pretty tough to say yasumasa yamada yasumasa yamada yasumasa yamada yasumasa yamada yeah actually you put it that way it's pretty easy and say it three times fast and yasuo yamate oh i i gotta say one one theme that's been running through this episode is that bass man that, that awesome synth bass. Oh, when people know how to put it to work, they can't, they can't sleep on it. Well, admittedly, like I said, like, yeah, you can't... I'm actually more content when I see more artists put the bass to use because it is more one of the instruments that people like to act like doesn't exist when it comes to game music and, in some respects, bands in general. Yeah, bass does get a bad rap, but bass is important to music. It really <laughs> is. And to voices. Oh, 
You ever? Uh, it reminds me of uh, the, the show, old old show on Adult Swim called Home Movies, which had uh, John Benjamin. What had to do with bass? They had a sequence on there. Yeah, about that? there's an episode where the kids like form a band, but none of them know how to play, <laughs> and they um, they get Jason to play bass, and he's like, he's got to be the bassist, and he's like, why do I gotta be the bassist? The bassist gets no respect, like. Uh, because bass is really important to music. <laughs> so they have to give a proper acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all they say. Bass is important to music, and I'm already playing the drums. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that resolves that. But no, it's, this is fun. This is, this is a fun, fun track. I gotta say, I'm still hung up on that golf track, man. Oof. As you should be, because that is clearly the winner of this episode. Yeah. Imagine if that track was featured in SBC Chaos. That could have been Zero's theme. That could have been Zero's theme. That would have been really good. Yeah. I didn't realize Zero was in this game. So, at this time, Capcom versus SNK was a thing. So, Capcom, Tokyo, SNK, which I think is in Kyoto. And they had kind of a rivalry going on. So, the King of Fighters series from SNK. And you had um, the Street Fighter series and, and the Capcom. And there was a little bit of a rivalry of who, who was better than who. So, famously, in the Alpha series, Capcom created the character Dan. Okay. Who was nothing but taunts? Yeah, he was kind of a joke planes. character to make fun of the SNK characters because he. Wait, could, well, rewind. Is that really why he existed? Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was a friendly kind of rivalry. So once they, once they announced that they were going to have a, a crossover Capcom SNK game, I was like blown away. So did they throw Dan in this game and suddenly make him good? I don't remember if he's. I don't know if he's in in, in this one, but. That would be really funny if he was. I don't remember him being in Capcom versus SNK, which was one of my favorites. So there was two. There was a sequel to that one, which is really popular, and actually I think it was in the last um, Street Fighter Major. But so Capcom SNK had SNK characters, but it played in a Capcom style, okay. and the characters looked like Capcom style. Mm-hmm. But SNK versus Capcom was in the SNK style. I think I remember that. I remember it had the character select icons were the trying the gold yellow triangles in that game. Yes, and that was an SNK styling. Well, they were all like like the, the 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 character portraits were like almost painted. Yeah, and they were a little bit taller, and it was four button, a little bit baller, well, t- a little bit. <laughs> uh, sh- uh, um, I wish I had a girl that looked good. I would call her. You have my sure and I. Of course you do. You're covered. I don't know if she's in this one. But she is Nessa Travis. I guess she's all right. Yeah, she's cool people. She's cool people. I loved um, Iori. Remember Iori Yamada? Is that the guy that had like the black like ribbons tied into his, his arms and legs together? Yeah, yeah. He had like a red. He had like a weird black shirt with like a red, red collar, pants. and he had like the bondage pants. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend who she was obsessed with dressing as him all the time. I dressed mm-hmm. as Iori once for a Katsukon. Ah, see. Yes, he met her at that convention. Then you got along pretty great. Though. I was a uh, punk rock Yori, and like all my clothes were all ripped up. Yay! And um, I had like chains and stuff. And, and I was Pernell. <laughs> and you were, you were Pernellman. That's right. But I did have my purple hat, and that was good enough for me. Hey, purple? You still have that purple hat? I probably do at the house, but not at the <laughs> not in my current house. I gotta say, I don't think you get rid of most things. Yeah, I keep everything. That's a problem. <laughs> don't. Pernell is a hoarder. That's that's a concern. So, as I know that this has got to be a character theme. I'm I'm not sure who, but it's pretty cool. Apparently, in fact, the song is called "It's So Cool." I was say clearly is a character who's very sure of themselves and of your liking of their tune. So, otherwise, it's not so cool, and that's a problem. What's your final track? I don't know. 
it doesn't matter. I mean, because we, I know we both picked from the same game. We did, we did. That is true. You know, I'm just going to go with it. So either way, it's getting played. <laughs> I'm going to go with my track. Right. I'm going to be happy to have it. You should do it. Just, just, just do it. Party time, baby. This track is from an old time, loved, beloved classic in my heart, Twinkle Star Sprites. Yes. The game that I used to think didn't get much love, but apparently does on the internet. Oh, totally. And the track is called Both You and Me. So let's have a listen. Welcome back. Hopefully you're enjoying this wonderful track from the game Twinkle Star Sprites. Both you and me are listening to this track. God, I just trying to come up with some dumb excuse to fit that in there as a sentence, but nah. The track is called Both You and Me, and it's composed by Kichiro Sagawa, Takao Oshima, Yuka Watanabe, and Takeshi Muramatsu. This game has held a very special place in my heart for a ridiculously long time. And funny enough, as per usual, the first time I played it wasn't even on a Neo Geo machine. It was played on the trail on the Dreamcast. Yeah, you introduced this to me on the Dreamcast. So, in a way, you hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> oh, shucks. Mm. Both you and me. No, no, I was wrong. It's the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast holds a special place in my heart. Well, as it should. And if it didn't, I'd curse you for it. <laughs> but I love this game to the point where I ended up actually rebound, purchasing the PS2 Japanese sequel, too. And I still play it to this very day. I uh, didn't. Re- I didn't know there was a sequel. Mm-hmm. La Petite Princess. Oh, it's a great game. Both of them. Are. And admittedly, though, it's such a frustrating game because none of the character stats make any freaking sense. Like the best character in the game has the worst stats, by far. So I don't. It's, it's the girl that rides the pig. I don't even know what their names are. <laughs> um, my, my favorite looking character are the two kids that ride the pencil. But I love that. My favorite, the best character in the game is the pig girl. So, I love even the name Twinkle Star Sprites. It's just so cute. But this is like a hybrid versus puzzle game and bullet hell shooter. Yep. Which is nothing, insane. There's nothing like this game ever. Yeah, this, they call the, the game is cute, but nothing about it is cute. It's all maliciousness that and totally, rage. Yeah, it's super hard. Mm-hmm. But man, it's so, it's so different. It's This is one of the 
most unique games in terms of like hybrids like I've, like like hybrids of like different like types of games I've, I've ever seen oh yeah two-sided screen each side being controlled being manipulated by a player and it's a shooter and depending on how you combo the monster shots or the monsters that you kill whether it be explosion streams or with bombs or whatever you want to do determines how much projectile how many projectiles get sent to the opposing side and the formation in which the projectiles go and if your combo is so ridiculous you can summon a boss yeah so and, then, and then you play the boss on the other player's screen oh no no you don't play the boss don't you you just summon the boss oh. and then they got to fight it while you're still causing tr trouble on them because you can still send projectiles while they're fighting oh, your boss okay. for some reason i thought you played as the boss I mean, oh, that would be hard as the dickens that'd be tough that. yeah yeah but like it's such a good game and I, I wanted to come back somehow, but I don't even know if ADK exists any friggin' more. Yeah, I So, know. probably won't. It just, I know it got a release, just this version of it, though. Got released on the Xbox One and probably PS4 not too long ago in a combo pack. But I want a sequel. I want new versions of yeah. this game. Yeah, I, I kind of miss playing these versus puzzle games. We, You and I went to round one last uh, Sunday playing Tetris. Oh, that cool Tetris game. Oh, my God. I've never seen this before. It was on a big screen, and the playing field was like in by it was like cut in half. It was cut in half, and so, it wasn't the typical dimensions of a Tetris machine. It was like it was super maybe small. eight by eight. Super short. So, like, your, your block placement had to be there on purpose but the next block was like shared between the two of us oh my god and the next person basically if you dropped your block down before the other person you would claim the next piece that was shown in the next piece window dude i was so pissed and i was kicking I wanted, you behind. I, know, I wanted to beat you so bad i was like one more wasn't one happening more. but i enjoyed buying all these free games for me so I <laughs> yeah i really wanted to play that was really fun yeah See, stuff like that I want to see make a comeback, but I feel like for as awesome as the current-gen consoles, well, I want to say current because this goes back to even the PlayStation, as awesome as all those game consoles and developments were, I feel like by games becoming so developed and home for the home market, that was a large part of why the arcade scene disappeared like it did yeah. and why that competitive nature has kind of gone with it. Though... We do have like tournament events and stuff, but it's not the same as just going to the arcade at any old time. Yeah, it's not like going down. Not the destination it once was. I mean, it's never and it's never going to be. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but but that's all right. I had a good time playing Tetris with you. Yep, and I'll kick your behind again any other time. No, we will because if you are. I will defend. You'll defend your loss record. I will. <laughs> I will triumph. Works for me. Uh, Keep were, it up. <laughs> You Pernell. It's okay. You can't win at Tetris, but maybe you can win at the final track pick here. Yes, actually, I'm going to do that. I'm going to pull this track down, and we are going to have the bonus round. Bonus round. The bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on today's theme. And today's theme is just straight up Neo Geo titles. No, no subgenre, no, no, no specific game, just you Neo would, Geo. You would think this would have made it easy, but it really didn't for me. <laughs> well, I found, I'm, I'm like, like the last episode, I'm going pretty heavy, pretty hard. This is an artist I think we've had on the show before. His name is Dimitri G. And this is his electro remix of the Metal Slug theme. Oh, slick. And it's, it's heavy. So. 
brace yourself. It's not electric. Boogie woogie 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 woogie. woogie. The, uh, the Metal Slug theme, Electro Remix by the artist Dimitri G. Rocket Launcher. <laughs> he kept saying, like, uh, Heavy Machine Gun, say it again, say it again. <laughs> uh, that's to me, when it comes to Metal Slug, that's the most iconic thing about it. Is heavy that Machine guy Gun. Heavy Machine Gun. Oh, man. But the best part of this track was Rocket Launcher. <laughs> <laughs> I right. just love the voice, the, the weapon call out. Oh, so good. We're going to print out top of that. Top of that. Bump, jump, 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 top that. Supersonic Paranoia track. I'm going to pull a pocket. It's from Fatal Fury 2. <laughs> it's Terry's theme for the game. It's really awesome by VG Masters, dude. I hope you like it very much because I'm going to pick the track and it's going to get it. Let's go! Play! Fatal Fury 2, Terry's theme by VG Masters. I'm going to say, 
Didn't catch any of that. I try. <laughs> <laughs> If you didn't catch it from my horrible attempt at a Teen Witch reference, you just listened to Terry's theme from the game Fatal Frame 2, covered Fatal, by <laughs> Fatal also Fury. Group. Did I say Fatal Frame 2? Fatal Frame, yeah. You're going to cut that, right? No, you're talking about, you were still thinking about scary scary things. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Crap, he's not going to cut this, folks. No, it's going to stay in. Uh, anyway, Fatal <laughs> Fury 2, oh Terry's theme, composed by VG Masters. This was a great track that I came to really appreciate as I was scouring the internet for a solid cover slash remix. And the thing that made me feel weird about it was the fact that I didn't get into fighting games till pretty late on. Like, we're talking Street Fighter Alpha 3. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. I did play Rival Schools 1. But aside from that, it was Street Fighter Alpha 3. Yeah, Fatal Fury is pretty, like, it's pretty old. Oh, yeah, it's one of the OGs in the arcade community, I believe. Yes, yeah, yeah it's pre-KOF, mm-hmm. like maybe like right around Street Fighter 2. And yet, even though I never really got into these, I wasn't really into these games, the music in them is a treasure trove waiting yeah. for me personally to unlock. Because- yeah, this is this is definitely, I, I got like got that swing beat and I got the funky, um, like the really cool guitar solos. Oh, yeah, these guys did an awesome job with it. Yeah, this band covered it really, really well. So... As I th- and I, now that I know that they actually exist, I'm going to be working a little bit harder to not only get more involved in finding more fighting game tunes from fighting games I didn't get a chance to play during my heyday, yeah. but also learn and listen to more of VG Masters stuff. Yeah, they've got some swank. Yeah, they are on iTunes. So for more information on the artists on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com, and we'll have links to their Bandcamp, SoundClouds, iTunes, everywhere you can get their music and support the artists. And eat some potato chips. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for joining us on the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. This has been episode 8-10, the last episode of World 8. Our focus on the Neo Geo arcade and home systems. Hard to believe, man. We've come a long way in these things. This is, I don't even, I'm not going to try to guess the number count because I'm really terrible at it, but we've had a lot of episodes. <laughs> It's been a lot of good times for now. I concur, and there's many more to come. <laughs> Though, admittedly, there is definitely a, there, we will need some future tracks to be submitted. Who knows? Or not tracks, but at least track suggestion topics. Yeah, I'd like to see some tracks. Uh, suggestions are always always uh, welcome, and topics are always welcome. So if you want to send those to us, you can send it to our email, rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you'd like more information about our show, um, and if you'd like to get a full track listing, go to the website. RhythmandPixels.com And if you'd like to check us out on social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, it's all at RhythmandPixels. Check us out on YouTube and Twitch, RhythmandPixels. Um, us playing games and uh, the, the, you, can get, you can get other... You can catch our show there too if that's where you like to listen to uh, music or podcasts. I also have a lot of my original music and game remixes under my press start to continue moniker on the youtube channel um, you can also if you're feeling generous and if you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels you can help us out over there or you can just hit the subscribe button wherever you're at if you're on apple apple podcasts or if you're on youtube just hit the subscribe button it's really helpful to us it is at this point that i would like to say that any stutterage or murmurage that came out of my mouth can be attributed to the fact that summer is not here, but kind of is here, and it is a jerk. <laughs> this whole day has just been a hot, hot mess. Well, we are going to have some summer-focused episodes coming your way, some summertime activities. Actually, yes. So we're going to have uh, golf episodes coming up next week. You really, you were serious about that. I'm dead serious about golf. We're going to have a golf episode. I think we should do a volleyball episode. Or, maybe just, or maybe just a summertime sports Depends. See how many tracks we can find related to volleyball. Summer, summer games by Epics. <laughs> oh my god, those those games would ruin my my Apple IIe keyboard. There's going to be actually. I think we just came up with a number of topics <laughs> out of nowhere out of on nowhere. this episode. It's going to happen. But uh, but oh. re- remember, next Sunday, this coming Sunday, um, too many games at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Uh, we'll be there playing live podcast just for you. It's going to be a fun time. I hope you can make it out. We hope to be loud, rambunctious, and give you some awesome music to listen to. Yeah, we're going to make it a little bit fun. We're going to have three topics, and it's going to be a little bit of a music battle. It's not much of a battle when you know I'm going to win. You know, this isn't Tetris, Pernell. Yeah, this is is easier for me to win than Tetris. (laughs) Oh, God. We'll see. We'll see about that. You should be confident in this. I'm a little bit more confident than than you think. All right. Yeah. Put your music selection where your mouth is. We'll see about that. Da, da, da. Oh, we shall see. <laughs> yeah. You've been listening to the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you very much for listening, and have a great week. And remember, crap is hot outside. <laughs> Drink water. Water does not taste terrible. 
And I have to say it because I have known people who told me that water tastes terrible. Drink freaking water. It's worth it to you. And you'll feel so much better from having done so. And then bust out a really good portable machine while you're doing it and play games out in the sun. Soak it all in. Good breeze, good times, good entry and odyssey. If that's your cup of tea. It sure as heck is mine right now. I'm rambling. Anyway, good night, folks.